Welcome to The Weekly Word, a 52-week journey through the Bible. My name is Matt Lidikanen, and with me is Steve Lampe, and we are both Christian pastors currently serving at Messiah Church in Midland, Michigan, and we're excited to be journeying with you through the Bible. Every week, we'll be taking a big-picture view of the scripture you'll be reading, point out some points of interest along the way, and together gain a better vision of the God who loves us. This podcast follows along with the daily readings found in the one-year chronological Bible reading plan and resources from Tyndale House Publishers. All right, Steve. Well, we are in Genesis still. Um, well, it still feels like we've, you know, it's like three weeks and all of a sudden yeah. you're done with Genesis. Holy smokes. So yeah, we're finishing out Genesis this week and uh, therefore we're going to be wrapping up the story of Joseph and that whole messed up family yes. that we've been getting to know pretty well. I'm pretty well. And then sure. we dabble. We dabble with Job yeah. a little bit. Just a little introduction. Yeah. To Jobert. I believe that was his full name. Jo- yeah. Nah. <laughs> Jobert. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> Jobiah. So, all right. So, uh, last time or last week we just finished um, by we got to know Joseph. Mm-hmm. So, he's identified by the the amazing Technicolor dream coat. Mm-hmm. And he is, that's essentially, as I explained, that is the um, sign. He is the firstborn. He's going to inherit everything. His brothers mm-hmm. despise him as yeah. a result of that, not only being the favorite, but also receiving all the inheritance and everything. And then uh, they sell him off. Yeah. And then he arrives in Potiphar's house. Mm-hmm. And then he is wrongly accused. Mm-hmm. And he winds up in prison. Yeah. So here we are in prison. Got two dreams. He's a dreamer, mm-hmm. you know. So what happens? So he's he's in, he's essentially in the the prison of um, was it the commander of Pharaohs mm-hmm. after mm-hmm. he uh, is accused of yeah. of assaulting Potiphar's wife, and he has two friends that made his way. I don't know if they're friends, but he cared for them. He he interpreted both yes. their dreams. We he had, was just he was given favor again. Yep, to, he was given favor. Uh, he's in the I don't know. The where the king's prisoners are kept, so kind of a upper level prison. Yep. But I mean, it's a prison. <laughs> yeah. Ancient still, Egypt. It was, it's not exactly it wasn't luxurious. No, wasn't the best. So yeah, I had two dreams. One was positive. One was was quite negative. Yes. Um, we have so there was a baker and a butler uh, that were both imprisoned for. Um, correct me if I'm wrong. They just, I think scripturally, they just weren't. They just weren't. Fulfilling their duties well to the yeah to something the, happened to, to the and to the pharaoh, pharaoh. And he pharaoh got mad at him and yep. he was mad so he, he threw got, them into prison mad. and for their fortune they actually landed with uh, Joseph which was actually a benefit for them in some sense um, because mm-hmm. he was capable of interpreting interpreting dreams um, and they had dreams that that he would interpret the baker was positive. No, Flip it. the cup baker bearer. was negative. The butler was was uh, the wine. The wine. Um, the cupbearer was positive. Yeah, yeah. And so we have the cupbearer who has his dream, and Jacob, or excuse me, Joseph interprets it, and we uh, he's he's gonna he's gonna be okay. He's gonna be restored to the to the to the to the Pharaoh, and all is gonna be okay. Um, mm-hmm. The other dream, not so much. Um, his head is gonna be lopped off, and uh, two totally different dreams, totally different outcomes still mm-hmm. by through the 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 wisdom and gifting that he had of God to interpret those things that mm-hmm. he was faithful to the word even though sometimes it's really hard and we talked about this once even though it's really hard sometimes to deliver people news that's 
negative. Um, mm-hmm. Joseph did did that. He delivered yeah. it, and yeah. it was it was honorable in a sense that hey, I'm, I'm this is what God has said. This is His true word for you. Mm-hmm. And at the same time, it wasn't very positive, but he was still faithful in giving his word. So yeah. that's there's a little bit of character on on Joseph's part, but yeah, definitely a difficult situation. Yeah, it's it's an interesting story, and we see the um the, he has his dream in yeah. with his brothers, you know, and, yeah. and that's a prophetic dream that it says this is what's going to happen. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm of the opinion that Joseph wasn't exactly. Um, I mean, a lot of people look at Joseph. He's like he's a hero from beginning to mm-hmm. end. I think he had some rough edges. I honestly mm-hmm. think he does. Um, because this is like who, what seventeen-year-old kid who's I mean very clearly been given the right of the firstborn, and mm-hmm. he's I mean he's he's uh, strutting, you know, yeah. <laughs> he's yeah. he's really doesn't uh, have a care in the world, and um, doesn't a lot have a, humi- a lot of humility in my opinion. Yeah. Oh, in the beginning, so, yeah, no, that's super like, clear. He, yeah, he's just like, yeah. guess what dream I had? <laughs> Look at this guy's, you know. Yep. You're just like, are you serious? <laughs> yeah. yeah, bro. And then, but I think fast forward, and you get he's sold as a slave, he's in Potiphar's mm-hmm. house, and he's wrongly accused of rape, and uh, he winds up in the prison. And I think he's just being humbled, and God is humbling him, but still has given him this this gift mm-hmm. of interpretation of dreams. And um, until today, we have that, that's still a thing. Mm-hmm. And I believe that the Holy Spirit gives gifts when, or when, where and when he wills, Holy Spirit can give us yep. dreams, yep. through which God may give us a message or, yeah. or some I, some guidance um takes a lot of discernment (laughs) granted oh yeah for sure but joseph he was you know johnny on the spot he was ready to go Mm -hmm. i know uh i can't interpret the dreams but the lord can interpret the dreams so let me let me hear him yeah he was was faithful to those dreams um and the phrasing for the cupbearer you know he will lift up your head so kind of like you'll (laughs) you'll be you'll be raised up you know he'll lift up you know like kind of pulling up on your chin it's okay don't worry and I, the, yeah. the ES, the NIV doesn't get this, but the ESV translates that particular verse, 40, verse 19. In three days, Pharaoh will lift up your head from you yeah, from, <laughs> and hang you yeah. on a tree. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I love the, just the dramatic phrasing of that. Yes. <laughs> from you. Yeah. Oh, gosh, no. And you're like, it's all good, all good. And then the phrase comes out and you're like, oh, mm-hmm. it's not good at all. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And the, don't, don't forget the rest. And the birds will eat the flesh from off of you. Yeah. Cool. Love yeah. it. Uh, so yeah, exactly. A bad word. Yeah. Um, so it does, those do indeed come to pass, and the cupbearer is lifted up and restored to his position. Mm-hmm. Uh, Pharaoh um, welcomes him back, but mm-hmm. the cupbearer had been asked by Joseph, "Hey, don't remember forget me. me. Remember yeah. me. Remember yeah. me." And it just <laughs> he says various him. things. <laughs> he point totally blank, he <laughs> totally forgot. Yeah, no idea. So two years after that, after yeah. he forgot him, he remembered him finally. So yeah, fast forward yeah. two years, and we got. Um, the Pharaoh now yeah. having a dream, he needs an interpreter, yeah. and all the magicians, all the wise men of Egypt, they have not a clue. Yeah. Um, and I don't know, like I've read that his dream, you know, the the stalks of corn and the the yeah. the, the, the cows and out of the Nile and they get gobbled up and yeah. just like, I mean, it's, to me it seems like it doesn't seem like this would take you know. Mm-hmm. A brilliant mind, yeah, sure, to figure I don't know. it out. Yeah. I have it like my my fan fiction theory. Okay, mm-hmm. is that like the the Lord just blinded. Yeah, the sometimes minds. those things, even scripturally, are hide are hidden. Yeah, from just the. Right. It, it's almost like when you think of like Jesus when he came back and they didn't recognize who he was until they until he revealed himself to him. Mm-hmm. Right. It's mm-hmm. like I was like, why didn't you not recognize Christ? Like the one you walked with, and it's yeah, finally, it's finally revealed that it was him. Right. So. Um, so then we find out through that dream that it's seven years of plenty, seven years mm-hmm. of famine, and I just you know yep. again 
uh, Joseph, he's Johnny on the spot. Yeah. And he's just ready to go. Uh, yeah. And I just, why do we, I'm going to find that passage there. Yeah. Um, where he's like, you know, me, I wonder, golly, if Pharaoh could find somebody. Uh, yeah, verse 33. And now let Pharaoh look for a discerning and wise man and put him in charge of the land of Egypt. Let Pharaoh appoint commissioners over the land of Egypt to take a fifth of the harvest during the seven years of abundance. And he goes on, it's just like, um, you know, you really should look for somebody like that. And he mm-hmm. just kind of lays out this perfect plan, and the Pharaoh is just like, huh, I know. Maybe we could pick him. <laughs> how, about, how about the guy <laughs> that told us? <laughs> yeah, uh, verse 38. So the Pharaoh asked them, all his officials, can we find anyone like this man and one and one in whom is the Spirit of God? That's the easiest and hire there ever. There you go. It's yeah, like, yeah, easiest yeah. hire. <laughs> this is your interview. You got the dream right. All right, we're going to hire you now. Yeah, yeah. so... You see already in this moment just the beginning yeah. of the fulfillment of that dream that was spoken that that Joseph had in uh, the pridefulness of his youth. Yeah, it's almost and, like a great yeah. turnaround from all the just all the suffering that he had to go through the trials with his brothers and being handed over to the Ishmaelites and then to Potiphar's house, then to prison, then being forgotten about for two years. And think about that too. I know sometimes that can be overlooked, but like he yeah. he specifically asked. Uh, him to be remembered like please remember me when you go before the, the pharaoh and and tell him about me and he just totally ignored him like his, he got his got what he needed and he forgot mm-hmm. joseph and yeah. uh that's a big that's frustrating in, in in a sense too as well but he went through all those things and then god restores him and sovereignly right you i mean when you read the story of of joseph you have to i mean there's no denial of god's just amidst so it's always that same phrase that's even in Genesis that um, what what was planned to harm him mm-hmm. was actually meant for his mm-hmm. good. Um, so God actually meant for his good and for his plan through Joseph. And so you have that restoration start to happen. Now it's not over, but there's like this shift when he becomes second right. in command, right? From yeah. all just servant, 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 mercy of mankind. The mer- you're at the mercy of people that, that don't totally. know God. And then all of a sudden you have this power, right, given to mm-hmm. you. So there's the shift, and now the story begins to kind of take a turn too with it, which is kind of cool. Yeah, it's a total um, recognition of the presence of God. Like, yeah. and I th- I observed this. We we did a sermon series on this in yep. 23. Yeah, and what I think I picked up on as I was studying the text that we were preaching on, it was like, wow, you know, God doesn't say anything mm-hmm. in these passages. Like when when from the point that Joseph is sold into slavery, mm-hmm. um, and through being lifted up and all these different things. Mm-hmm. We don't see God speak a word. Yeah. But yep. we see God act through mm-hmm. the dreams. Mm-hmm. Um, we see God speak through his servants, Joseph. Mm-hmm. You know, he interprets the dreams and so on. Gives yep. clarity what the what was said in the in the dreams. Yep. Um, and also just the narrator of Genesis, mm-hmm. Moses, he says, and yep. the Lord was with Joseph. Yep. That yep. was it. That's all we know. Yep. And I feel like that's such a great parallel to our own experience mm-hmm. of when we're dealing with a perceived absence of God. Mm-hmm. Like we don't understand what's happening. We don't know why things are happening the way they are. Um, we look for a moment of breakthrough. We think that, oh, this is it. Like, mm-hmm. I mean, clearly Joseph thought like, oh, hey, here's my, here's my ticket out of here. Mm-hmm. And he's forgotten. Yep. So God, I mean, I don't understand why are you not doing this this yeah. way? Yeah. And I like, I mean, I've taught about prayer and maybe um, our listeners have heard the same thing. You probably heard this. You know, green, yellow, red, light, mm-hmm. prayers. The green light, yes, yellow, wait, red, no. Mm-hmm. And it's those no prayers, especially when we're in the midst of a really hard time mm-hmm. in life that we're just like, 
why would you not answer that prayer? Like, mm. I, I don't understand. I cannot yeah. comprehend, God, why you would do that. Yeah. And yeah, but yeah. It's, it's because he says no so that he can say yes at a better time. Yeah. Or, or just, um, I just think of the times, you know, I've prayed that God would, you know, when I was church planting, mm-hmm. I would pray that God would, you know, make it successful and that mm-hmm. we would grow and that people would come and, and just those prayers were never answered. I realized mm-hmm. that that was actually the case. It's like, well, isn't that something that God would promise to do? Like yeah, yeah, answer yeah. a prayer to grow a church? Like, yeah. why not? And <laughs> why, um, why is it? Yeah, it takes total, in our head, yeah. it makes total sense. Like, like you would feel, you feel like, well, this is how God should answer this. And this is what yeah. I would expect for him that wants to see the church grow. He would just want to make it grow. But our but the under underlying yeah. unknown is always the hardest to deal with as a follower of God. It's just the unknown of what He's doing yeah. that we can't see or or, or, dis, or discern mm-hmm. in those moments, right? And that's a great example of of your of the the church plan experience. Yeah. And you know, I think it's sometimes I think it's it's our, our faith is tested in the mundane, where yeah. where nothing's super exciting and nothing's super low mm-hmm. that. We we learn to be content, like as Paul says, that whether we're in the valley and we are like just crying out for the Lord, mm-hmm. or we're just in the or the highest mountaintop, you know, we've all been there. You know, you go away on a retreat or you go, you know, to some. You're like, oh man, the presence of God was so good. But the presence of God is no different than when you were mundane in life. It's not like He left you for that moment. But sometimes mm-hmm. we really base our the the involvement of God in our life in regards to how well something we are, it's going oh, yeah, right. perspectively. Yeah. Like, well, clearly he's not, he's not with me because it's not going well. That's not the truth. Mm-hmm. I mean, for Joseph, he would be the first one probably to say, I totally. thought that too, yeah. but then. Right, <laughs> you know, right. So. And a great parallel, I mean, it's, yeah. we're going to talk, talk about Job a little bit, but I mean, good parallel here yeah. for Job's experience too is like, where, I mean, his questions, right? Mm-hmm. Those are hard questions. Yeah. He's really oh, dealing super. with it's suffering cool. more profound than even Joseph oh, is experiencing. A hundredfold. Um, a hundredfold. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Job, there's no one like Job. Um, yeah. And uh, yeah, so we got Joseph. He's been elevated. He's, his head has been lifted up in mm-hmm. the most positive of ways. Mm-hmm. And um, he's starting to do the whole plan. He's working yeah. the plan. And mm-hmm. so the famine is very broad and it's hit Canaan. Mm-hmm. And that's where... Um, Joseph's family's at, and mm-hmm. um, Jacob hears that there's bread and grain down in Egypt, so he's mm-hmm. like, hey, dudes, you got to go down there, mm-hmm. and they do. Um, and Joseph, he's he's a, he plays some tricks. Yeah. It's, not, it's, it's trick or treat, and it's trick. Yeah. It's all trick. It's, that's like the moment that I'd like to be in Joseph's mind. I do, like, yeah, like why, why would Why would he, why did he respond in those ways? Now, he wasn't, he wasn't like, um, did he didn't react in like, an extreme manner of anger, but, but still there were, you could tell like he was really struggling with some inner, uh, unresolved. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. There's a little bit unresolved. Maybe some childhood there. trauma that he went through <laughs> clearly that he was trying yeah. to work through with his brothers yeah. when he first saw them. How many years was that? Was that like 17 yeah, it'd years been, after? It'd been a few years. So he was in yeah. uh, prison for, I believe 13 years. And then he and was then... with the the famine happens for a little bit. Yeah. Let's see. Yeah. We don't, actually, it's a little unclear. It's a little unclear um, it was, yeah. But it's been it a minute. It was during the famine. Yeah, it's been yeah. a minute. Um, well, the famine has begun. So seven years of plenty. So there, we had to add 13 to so 20. 20. Years, 20 so plus 30, years. Yeah. Okay, gotcha. Um, so we got a little bit of time that has passed. And yeah. a lot of time since he's not seen his brothers. It's a oh, long gosh. time. Yeah. 
Um, sure. But yeah, he accuses his brothers of being spies. That's the yeah. first one. Yeah. Kind of like, like, he's just like, jump you're, to that one. you liars, you know, <laughs> yeah, you're a bunch yeah. of, a bunch of thieves, you know, yeah. a bunch of spies. You're just yeah. going to spy out the fruit of the land. And then, yeah. yeah. And they're like, no, seriously, we're not. And Go then, then, yeah. 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 And he knows. <laughs> it's yep. the funny, the crazy thing. Um, and I mean, we also see right in that, in that episode too, <laughs> it's the beginning of really seeing this dream come to be fulfilled mm-hmm. that they all bow down in yeah. front of him and he's and just that's like the, yeah. oh <laughs> that was i see st- something going on here yeah the stocks of grain so i mean yeah. how, how could you not forget how could you forget that so mm-hmm. i'm sure he sees the hand of god in this but also yeah. um who are these guys i mean his last memory last most vivid memory of his brothers mm-hmm. are those who had betrayed him sold him into slavery and he was riding away in a car yeah, yeah. yeah. He was, i mean he was riding away in the back of a yeah. car yeah bound up that's it yeah. so he did not have fond memories of his bros. Yeah. Um, so they, and long story short, um, they get, he sends him back. He keeps Simeon though. Yep. He's like, you can leave Simeon with me. Yep. And if you are telling the truth, you'll bring back your youngest brother. Because Benjamin stayed behind. Yep. The other baby of the family, other favorite. Yeah. Um, also the son of Rachel. So go mm-hmm. figure. Um, so they go and they kind of make do with what they have. Mm-hmm. They've, they've been given... They also had their silver returned to them in their sacks. And so they mm-hmm. had, I mean, there's like, it's gotten even worse. You know, you're going to think we stole from him on top of it. Yeah. So it's bad. It's just bad news for them. They, they're just doing cartwheels in their head. And then uh, they finally persuade Jacob to, to send, send Benjamin, Benjamin down. Yeah. And who he favors as well. Who he favors. So very, he pretty much just traded deep. Joseph for Benjamin in that whole, like, he didn't learn. From, no, from, yeah, from absolutely. Yeah, no learning at all. <laughs> still had his favorite that probably still ticked off the rest of the brothers within it. But uh, but in the midst of that, so jo- so Benjamin goes back, but we see Judah. Judah was the one who had the idea. He's like, mm-hmm. golly, what what if we just sold our our brother Joseph into slavery? Uh, yeah. Don't kill him. Let's sell him. Um, so he's the one that had the bright idea. But yeah. then that same Judah is the one who has the idea, why don't we, mm-hmm. uh, I will lay my life down yeah. for this younger brother of mine. Yeah. So we see a pretty big character reversal character shift oh, yeah. and development in him yep um rightly so as we'll talk about mm-hmm, later mm-hmm. <laughs> rightly so yeah yeah he will uh, be spoken of quite highly by um yeah. by jacob um ultimately it ends up that you know joseph sends him on another test um you know he kind of plants yep. the silver cup yep. and then he yeah and it's in benjamin's sack yep. and they're like no gosh this is terrible and they come back and Judah is true to his word. He lays himself out. He's mm-hmm. like, take me instead, me instead basically. Yeah. Yeah. And then Joseph reveals himself. They mm-hmm. all weep. They have a good hug. They have a good cry. Yeah. And it's just a beautiful moment. It's it really, really is. Really cool. Yeah. Um, yeah. But there's a lot of fear still within those, in those brothers. And that kind of gets, mm-hmm. that's peeled back and just demonstrated in the last parts of Genesis. Yep. But there's a, there's a word um, at, at Jacob's death. So they all get down to the Goshen. Um, great great vacation spot um <laughs> awesome place and so it was jacob blesses <laughs> the brothers when as he's dying and it's starting in verse 8 of chapter 49 um he says judah your brothers will praise you your hand will be on the neck of your enemies your father's sons will bow down to you you are a lion's cub O judah you return from the prey my son like a lion he crouches and lies down like a lioness who dares to rouse him this is the key part the scepter will not depart from Judah, nor the ruler's staff from between his feet until he comes to whom it belongs and the obedience of the nations is his. Mm-hmm. And he goes on to say that. But, I mean, it's a, it's a prophecy mm-hmm. 
of Jesus Christ. You know? Yeah. This is and, and the lion of the tribe of Judah. It's and, all in there. <laughs> and I've and, and you can you can you can read that story in, in uh, Genesis um, that the whole account and think there's so many take home points from that from the story of Joseph. Mm-hmm. I've I've heard it even explained, and of course a lot of this is stuff where man the life lessons and the the character that we can learn from Joseph and the mercy of God that we we learn from it and the sovereignty of God from it that mm-hmm. we learn from it too. But the one, the one overarching question that I've actually heard someone say is, that what if that entire event happened simply to sustain the life of Judah so that Christ would come from his line, hmm. the Savior? So yes, it's Joseph, but at the same time, if, if Judah dies in the famine, then there is no line of Judah. There mm-hmm. is no King David. Yeah. Whoa. So you have all these different, like, like what, if, what if Joseph was raised high? So that yes, the brothers would be stored, but also to preserve the lineage mm-hmm. of which God would determine that would come through mm-hmm. through Judah, which is which is Jesus. So, kind of a crazy thing. So, so yeah. if we ever think like God, man, he's he's, you know, are are we too far in front of the Lord, or are we too far back from the Lord, or where where is the Lord? Well, he is he is over it all. Like I mean, he had he had something planned from Genesis to Matthew into the gospels long before we could ever imagine that was going to happen. He knew that certain things had to be ordered and Mm -hmm. done in a way that we cannot fathom or trace. Yep. And that's the beautiful thing about who he is and just a really, almost like you're just in wonder. There's no way to fathom it. Yeah. Of all these things that we can, we can see from these things. And just, you know, riffing on that, uh, I was listening to Tim Mackey, who's one of the um, teachers from the Bible project. Mm -hmm. And he was making this observation and you know, whatever you can, you can read into this, however oh, you yeah, want sure, to, but sure. like Goshen in, in Hebrew, there's mm-hmm. one letter and the that one letter difference between that word and garden, which is gone. Mm. So Goshen, like the, it's the, the letter Sheen. Mm. So it's Goshen and then gone. So it's like, we have God keeping his promises, kind of like restoring mm. creation. So we have this promise of mm-hmm. Redeemer. We mm-hmm. have kind of a Christ figure in Joseph yep. as well, raised to the right hand yep. of a, a, an almighty person. Yep. Um, so we have already a foreshadowing, a type foreshadowing of, crazy. of Christ. Yeah. And then the people of Israel are brought to Goshen, mm-hmm. a garden-like mm-hmm. place. Mm-hmm. And the they yeah. are invited to be fruitful and they are fruitful and they do multiply. Yep. And so like the... The promises have got to be kept. They're brought to a place of thriving, and they are indeed the God's promises of them becoming a great and mighty nation. Mm-hmm. It's coming to pass. Yeah, and all through this kind of type of Christ mm-hmm. who is enabling this to happen. Yes. who is Joseph? Yep. And then we have Judah prophecy. It's yep. just it's all over the place. It's, it's so Jesus great, is yeah. everywhere. <laughs> it's all That's you it, yeah. Anytime yeah. you ever think oh, the Old Testament really doesn't have Jesus, uh, the whole the whole thing is written about. It's all about Christ. It really is. When you look when you look at how it sets up his coming as a as a child, as a baby, and his death and resurrection, it's it all is pointing to him. He's a central focal point mm-hmm. of the entire Word of God, and sh- as he should be, because he is the Word of God. <laughs> so. Mm-hmm. Yes, yeah. Which brings us so naturally to Job. All right. Uh, <laughs> yeah, absolutely. So Job is a fascinating book. Yeah. What is your What's your feeling and thoughts about Job, Steve? Well, I can't wait to hear yours. Oh, cool. No, I'll volley the serve over to you, and you just return you. that right back to me. I'll okay. return it to you. No, um, uh, yeah. I, I, yeah, I could go. I did, uh, Job is is. Um, I don't. I don't think anyone can really say. 
yeah, I've got Job nailed down. I totally understand it. I mean, I'm good with it. And, you yeah. know, and I understand it fully. I understand everything about how God would do this or why he would allow this, or, or, or I can explain all these things biblically in a perfect sense where you will understand it because I understand it perfectly. I don't think Job is one of those books. I think it's one of those where you you can read it and read it and read it. And just in the, it's almost like who has the mind of the Lord? And mm-hmm. it's like you ask that throughout Job. And you, you, like we've always said, there's tension and there's struggle. And I think oh, yeah. I think Job is one of the greatest books that we, as we read it, we just, we just, we, our, our hands are thrown up. Why? Like, um, yeah. like if, if, why would, why would, why would these things be allowed to happen to a, a man that seems to love and honor and uh, walk uprightly with the Lord? Why, um, why such tragedy and, and, and brought to his life? Why such suffering brought to his life? Um, we have the we have some glimmers of of the reason why within those things, and we, we see its yeah. faithfulness, and that he doesn't he doesn't curse God um, with his lips. He does mm-hmm. argue. He does have some issues that that oh, come yeah. about in the ending cha- ending chapters, which God clearly makes the case for Himself. And I think that's mm-hmm. the I think that's the beautiful. The ending is the most beautiful, is He makes the case for just how good He is, how yeah. powerful He is, how sovereign He is, and then the blessing too that he desires to bring to us. Yeah. But um man, there's just a lot of struggles in there. But yeah, there's go ahead lot. and share share your thoughts on um, it too. I think if anything, there's a lot you can take away from the book of Job. And mm-hmm. there's a lot you can wrestle with with this book. Um but I think probably one of the biggest takeaways you can get is like I think in in some Christian circles it's just sort of floated. The idea is floated that's like if you have something good ha- bad happen to you or really bad happen to you, mm-hmm. like uh, praise him in the storm, you know, mm. and and just just have a just mm-hmm. praise the uh, the sorrow away, and mm-hmm. it's just you don't see that ever mm-hmm. in the Bible. I mean, there mm-hmm. is always there's usually a pivot mm-hmm. to joy, like yeah. even the Psalms, like really hard lament filled Psalms pivot mm-hmm. to joy. Mm-hmm. But I think that Job just gives a great example of prayer. Honestly, sure yeah, yeah, it just gives you like, and and we don't have a lot of strong. Uh, an, an idea of lament There's, in our culture yeah. to lament how like, this is this is hard. God, I don't understand. Mm-hmm. I don't. Oh, under, like, why is this happening? And yeah. yeah, just a true, real, fulsome acknowledgement of how hard things are. It seems like he's he's hanging yeah. on by a thread which, totally like, throughout, yeah, throughout the whole time. Yeah, and <laughs> but but like, the point is that he's still hanging on. But yeah. a man, oh yeah, lamenting. Yeah, oh, he my hangs on to yeah. yeah it, it's that beautiful tension, hanging yeah. on to my faith in God. Mm-hmm. This is the worst thing I will ever mm-hmm. and could have ever possibly imagined I would endure. Mm-hmm. Um, and both of those are intention. Mm-hmm. And he's just crying out to God, mm-hmm. always directing his attention, always directing his his prayer to God. And I think that's probably one of the best things. If you are going through a hard time, it's not like God is um, telling you not unable to, to, hide. Yeah. to yeah. hear or respond to our lament. No. I mean, it's, you see it all, over and over again in the scriptures. When people lament, they direct their lament to God. When they when they complain, when they yeah. are hurting, when they are sad, they direct that those feelings to God. 100%. There's so many yep. feelings: anger, sorrow, sadness. It's all there. Well, I think I think yeah. and I think that's one of the things that we know with the example of Job is that you know if there's anyone that we should be be able to be honest with about our 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 inner struggles and the pain that we're experiencing, we should mm-hmm. be able to talk to a father about how bad we're hurting. Yes, and and yes. and not withhold, not. Not not casting blame on him as 
as Job never didn't do. But at the same time, we should be honest about our feelings. I mean, David didn't hold back in, in the Psalms. I mean, I mean, his, he was on an, an emotional, always, like whether he was being chased or hunted or or struggling with um, the, the sin that we read about in, uh, in in Samuel and all those things that, that he went through. Um, he, even in repentance, he was brutally honest about the condition of his yeah. heart and the condition of his life. And I think that's, sometimes maybe it's a cultural thing and maybe it's just where we're at that it's just like, I just got to hide it all. I can't tell anybody how I really feel. Mm-hmm. I'm fine. I had a friend in college or acquaintance, all right? <laughs> yeah. And you'd be like, hey, man, how are you doing? He'd be like, by yeah. the grace of God. Yeah. That's not an answer to my question. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Tell me how you are doing. I care about you. And you know, that, we, And now multiply that care yeah. by infinity. By, and that's, by God, that's the yeah. Father God who wants to just hear our heart. Sometimes just be like, plead for help. If you need to plead, yeah. plead and ask for help. Ask for, go to him when you're broken and downcast, right? Because he doesn't... He never, he never was, what Psalm, uh, I forget what Psalm it is, 46 or something, he says that a broken heart and a contrite spirit, God is yet to deny, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. So be honest with him about where you're at. And I think Job was like, I'm almost done. Mm-hmm. Why? Right? Yeah, so, totally. Um, so yeah, this is a this is an age-old book that explores the age-old question, mm-hmm. why do bad things happen to good people? Mm-hmm. And the way it sets up the story, and you kind of alluded to this, like, why would God let this happen? I mean, it's really, I mean, Job 1 and 2, you have um, basically Satan and God have a little bit of a wager yeah. going. Yeah. You know, Satan, which is the Hebrew um, transliteration, it's Hasatan, so it's mm-hmm. the accuser. That's yeah. what the mean. That's what the name means. Yeah. So it's more of a title than he is a person. But mm-hmm. you know, we have the devil. We have the accuser come forward to the throne room of God, mm-hmm. and um, God's like, "Where have you come from?" And he's from roaming the earth. Roaming the earth. I'm just going back and forth. Yeah. You know, see, I'm like a lion seeking whom I may devour. <laughs> Yeah. And and then almost is this is the weird part. God just like serves up Job on a silver platter. Like, have you considered Job? Yeah. <laughs> it's just like if I were Job and if I could overhear that conversation. It's oh just man. Like, you serious, God? <laughs> you like, really? You, you serious, did, bro? You sold me out. You sold me out, man. Yeah. Um, and then yeah, the accuser, Hasatan, mm-hmm. verse mm-hmm. nine of chapter one. Does Job fear God for nothing? Have you not put a hedge around him and his household and everything he has? Mm-hmm. You've blessed the work of his hands so that the, his flocks and herds are spread throughout the land. But stretch out your hand and strike everything he has, and he will surely curse you to his face. And then the Lord kind of gives everything to his hand. Yep. But Job doesn't give in. He's like, the Lord gives, the Lord has, gives us, and the Lord takes takes. Uh, I can't say it. How's it go, Steve? Tell me. Yeah, out. and the Lord gives and takes away. Yes. Yeah. Blessed be Blessed the name be of the Lord. Already, yeah. yeah. So he did not sin by charging God with wrongdoing. And then the second test, rather than take his stuff or his family, takes his health. He comes back again so he and has he says, this terrible, right. yeah. Okay, so yeah, <laughs> so he didn't curse your name, but and, and but I, it's because you didn't bring any harm on himself. And he's like, okay, yeah. you can you can you can make him sick, but or you can you can affect his his physical being, but you can't take his life. Yeah. And sure enough, man. And if you, you read all those chapters to 10, the amount of suffering physically that you read that Job yep. is going through is as you read it, it's like, you can almost feel it. It's really weird. Like the, the boils and he's scraping. Oh off yeah. Of the, scraping oh, the my broken goodness. pottery shard. Just so detailed. Yeah. And like, Ugh. It is brutal. Yeah. Yeah. Chapter three, he curses the day of his birth. Yeah. Um, verse 11, why did I not perish at birth and die as I came from the womb? Mm-hmm. Man, I just wish I never had existed. This yeah. is how bad it is. I've never had that. I've never um, had that thought cross my head. Um, 
Uh, and yeah. it's insane to Had think. Had some hard stuff happen. But, but that, to that point, yeah, where yeah. the reality of his, his experience. But Crazy. yeah, now we then have this conversation that goes back and forth, and we'll probably have to, we'll jump back in in more depth next week, but yeah. it's it beca- this begins a conversation between mm-hmm. he and his friends, and his mm-hmm. friends um, are all basically playing on the same th- theme. We have Eliphaz the Temanite, Bildad the Shuhite, and Zophar the Naamathite. Um, they've come, and they sit with him in silence for seven days, so even yeah. though um, people have drag them through the mud. They, yeah. I mean, I don't know the last time that I just sat with somebody in silence at seven day, for seven days just yeah. because of how bad they were doing. I mean, it gets awkward after 45 seconds. But yeah. I mean. <laughs> yeah, we don't, Americans aren't really good you with silence. Really um, but yeah, I mean, uh, it's just they are just evaluating what they know of God, and this yeah. is what we're going to have to unpack over the next few weeks, is what they know of God is if you, you reap what you sow. It's mm-hmm. a print, the universal principle, Right. Mm-hmm. That's hmm. the question. That, 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 that is that's the, the battle of Job, right? That is the What's battle the of question? Job. Yeah. So that's good, and that's what we're going to have to deal with. Um, but more on that next week, right? Yeah. Sure. So God's blessings on your reading, guys, and uh, we'll look forward to unpacking more next week in the weekly word. Thanks so much for joining us for the weekly word. If you like this podcast, be sure to rate and subscribe and hit that notification bell to stay on top of new episodes. If you have any questions or have something in scripture you'd like us to weigh in on, we'd love to hear from you. You can email us at weeklyword at messiahmidland.org. That's weeklyword at messiahmidland.org.